Tonight we're going to look at a very, we're going to start a new series called Jesus and Loving Others. And we're going to look at a truth that all of us basically know. But how many of us really take it seriously? How many of us really do it? So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 22. <coughs> Excuse me. But first of all, before we look at it, I just want us to just think of something, think of something for a second. We live in a world of lists, like honor roll lists, who made the sports team lists, and lists of things to learn for tests. They're also bombarded by the media with lists of greatest things like sports moments, funny videos, and current fashion fads. Many lists are based on personal preference or opinion and may vary from person to person. But when Jesus speaks, especially when he is asked to list the most important commands, he speaks truth. Jesus gave us a list when, we, when he was asked by the Pharisees and Sadducees to give him the greatest commandment. In this lesson, we will look at what Jesus' response was and what this means for us in the context of our daily life. When Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God and to love others, the list immediately became our list. As we think of this and as we look at it, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 22. And we've got to look at the context because there were a lot of questions that the Pharisees and Sadducees were asking Jesus. They asked this type of questions. Should we pay taxes? Will there be marriage in heaven? And tonight the question is, what is the greatest commandment? For us, when we think of a list and we think of, you know, we always put what's the most important thing at the top. Think of it for a second. You're going away. Say you have a particular amount of money. And how many of you make lists when you go away? That this is the things you want. These are the things you need, and these are the things that, if I have anything left over, I may get this. How many of us, first of all, let's be honest, we, we bypass what we need, and we get what we want. You know, we bypass the needs, like we may need underwear, or deodorant, or soap, or whatever it is we may need, and we say, you know what? I'd rather get something I really want. Tonight we're going to look at again this list and, and what Jesus says as he asks this question, what is the greatest commandment? And many, may, many of the people are thinking, well, you know, Jesus is going to say, especially going back to the Old Testament, probably thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not have no other gods before me, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal. But as Jesus answers his question, he bypasses and he says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had, he had silenced the Sadducees, they were gathered together. And we know what's happening. We know that Jesus is almost getting to the point where he's going to the cross. And they're just looking for something to point out to him and say, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I can. I I wanna, we want to try to trap him so that basically we can get him. And it says this. They gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked a question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all law and the prophets. So here Jesus is saying, look, you can sum up every single commandment in these two. 
Again, like I said, this is something that we've heard over and over in our lives. But how many of us really live this? That we say, you know what? I love the Lord my God above everything else. That he's number one. He's on top of my list. So before I get anything else, before I do anything else, I'm going to spend my time with him. Think about it for a second. You're home. You have an hour before you need to go to bed or whatever it is. You have a choice to make. You already studied, you already done your homework, you already did everything you need to do. You can either go on Netflix to watch Fuller House, that is started today. Why are you all a dudes group, right? That's what you're thinking, right? I haven't watched any of it yet, but I saw somebody posted on, on Facebook today that somebody, all right, so it started today. Or you can spend a half an hour with God and his word. Let's be honest. How many of us are going to spend time watching Netflix? Don't raise your hand. How many of us are going to spend time reading the Word? You see, the thing about it is our priorities show exactly what we're about. We see what's the most important thing. And we see it in our life. We see whatever it is we spend time in, that's what our priority is. And Jesus is saying, look, Take all these commandments, take all of these commandments and just sum up into two. And that's why he makes it very clear. He says this, you have to love me with everything first. If you love me with everything first, then everything else is going to fall into place. But in case you didn't get that first commandment, listen to the second. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Wow. But Nicholas, there's some people who just ain't lovable. There's some people I just don't like. They're horrible people. They treat me bad. They, they persecute me. They talk bad about me. The list goes on. But Jesus is saying, look, you're supposed to love them. As you. How many of you hate yourself? Anyone here hate themselves? Don't raise your hand. I don't think there's no one. Listen. I don't think there's no one in this room who say, they, they say, I hate them, they hate themselves. You may, be, you may be a person who looks in the mirror and say, you know what, my, no, my nose is too pointy, you know, um, my nose is a little crooked or whatever it may be, but you don't hate yourself. And Jesus makes it very clear, and this is how we have to start our whole series, is that we need to focus on this, that he wants us to love others. This is going to be a theme, and this is going to be something that's going to hit us, hit us very hard because some of us in this room, we can think of people in our lives who we don't talk to anymore, who we have a problem with. And you know what? Sometimes in life, we don't even know why we don't like that person. We don't. You know, I know some people who basically they're brothers, and for a while, for years, they didn't talk to each other. And if you ask them why they didn't talk to each other, they couldn't tell you. You see, we have to understand something in this room that we're all human beings. We all have problems. We all get under someone's skin, whether you believe it or not. 
But that's when love conquers all. First John 3.10 says this, By this it is evident who are the children of God, and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You see, you have to love your brother or sister. That's how the love of Christ is shown in us. Notice, and this is one of the things that doesn't make any sense in life, we don't have to like everybody, but we have to love them. Doesn't make sense. But you know what? Again, some people are very hard to like. But if we say we love Christ, we have to love Him. And I'm sure you could talk to anyone who is especially married or any relationship, and I'm sure you see in your own house, there are times when I could probably tell my, my wife, I'll probably tell you, I'm not lovable. I'm a miserable man. When we're hungry and, I, you know, and you know, tired, we get miserable. When we get sick, and I'm sure some of you girls already know that. You see it from your fathers at home or your brothers or sisters. Brothers, not your sisters. But you could tell that they're very miserable when they're sick, men. So get used to it. Men are the most miserable people when they are sick. All right? I, I, I'm going to bow for that. But the point we want to make is this. As we start this and we kick off this series, that if we say we love God above everything else, life would change for us radically. Everything would change. Because we're saying, you know what, God? I give you my mind. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you everything. Do what you want. Even in that relationship that's hard, Help me to love that person. Help me to love him because, love her, because it's just hard. So how do we apply this? First question is, how easy is it to love others? How easy is it? Secondly, what does it mean to love your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind? Thirdly, where does this command fit in your everyday life? Do you truly love God above everything else? And fourth, how should this change our perspective in life? How should, if we said we love God above everything else, how would that change our perspective? It would change our perspective by seeing the person on the side of the road who may genuinely have a need. It may help us to see people who are less fortunate that they can't afford the things that we may be able to afford and say, you know what, I want to try and help them out. You see, we laugh at people. We make fun of people. You know, I remember, you know, in closing, I remember back in the day when, you know, I don't know, I don't think y'all call them that anymore. By no, I, I think that's not even a word anymore, but because everything now is, what are those? That's what y'all say. But there was a day when, just like even in today, the thing is you want to have those J's. You know, you want to have those J's on your feet, right? Well, I'll give you an example. I remember growing up, and I wanted, I wanted Jordans, all right? I wanted a pair of Jordans, and, you know, 
my parents were going away. And I said to them, I said, Mom, Dad, please bring me a pair of Jordans. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, at that time, Jordans weren't even as expensive as they are now. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, they're not going to really buy them for me. You know, but anyway, I get a call from them in the States, and they said they got them, right? They got Jordans for me. So I'm all excited about these Jordans that are supposed to come. I mean, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I'm ready, you know, because I thought if I put on those shoes, I would be just like Mike. So when they came home, and I saw them, they were not Jordan, they were Jordash. All right? Jordash was a shoe brand back in the day, or a clothing brand, right? So, so here it is. Listen, so here it is. You know, I, I don't think I ever wore them, I'll be honest with you. I never wore them. But the point I'm trying to make is that we used to, again, wanted to try fit in. So when we saw people with what we would call sweet waters, you know, sweet waters were, y'all use that term no more, right? You'll never use that term, right? Drew, you know sweet waters is, right? Sweet waters are basically no brand shoes, all right? So basically, listen, we would make fun of people who didn't have, listen, we'd make fun of people who didn't have the shoes that we thought we, they should have. And, doesn't, and it's just how we are today. But when we take this principle and say, you know what, we're going to love people and we're going to look out for the interests of others, it changes our perspective. There's some people in this room who basically, they can't afford things that all of us can afford. But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if we're in different, you know, social class or money-wise, because there's going to come a day when we're all going to stand before God and say, do you know me? It doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't buy your way into heaven. So I would challenge you to really, as we look at this series and we take this commandment tonight, that we will really search our hearts and ask ourselves, do we truly love him above everything else? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. Thank you for how practical it is, Father, and even in times when it's hard to love people, that you would help us to love those people that are difficult. And Father, I pray that you continue to be honored in all that we do tonight, even as we go into our small groups, that you would just open up our discussion and that we would honor you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.